Hi, everybody. Welcome to another edition of the Base Hit Ball 4 podcast. My name is Glenn Janigas alongside Alex Cashman, Scott Rawlsfall, Tyler Boomenstick. It's the first of our off-season um, series of podcasts where we dive into what's going on on the hot stove, who's going where, who's getting hired, who's getting fired, and what everything's going to look like during the 2021 baseball season when it resumes, when spring training starts in February. We already had some big news since the last time we talked two weeks ago. Last week was the election week and all that. So we decided to put it off until this week. And we got some news. We got some managers getting hired. We got A.J. Hinch and Alex Cora coming back from their suspension. Cora going to the back to the Red Sox. Hinch going to the Tigers. Larusa is going to go to the White Sox. And we have some qualifying offers and a new owner of the New York Mets. And we're going to start there. Steve Cohen has officially bought the New York Mets. He had a press conference a couple of days ago where he outlined his plans for the organization. And obviously none of us here are Mets fans as Yankee fans. And then Scott, our resident Phillies fan, we all, you know, we're born into hating the Mets, but even with that bias aside, you have to admit based on the opening press conference of Steve Cohen, that the Mets are in much better hands than they were with the Wilpons the last few decades. Yeah, uh, the Mets seem to be in a good spot. Cohen, obviously, is going to come in. He's going to start spending money. I was talking to a couple of friends that are Mets fans. They're super excited. Um, and, yeah, taking my bias out of it as a Phillies fan, I think you have to be encouraged because Cohen is essentially saying, like, this this isn't, like, this isn't my living here. Like, I'm here to revamp the Mets, make them exciting, make an exciting brand of baseball again, uh, in Queens and make the fans happy, um, which I think is encouraging. It's obviously terrifying as a Phillies fan uh, what he might be able to do with the money that he has because he has more money than just about anybody in baseball. And he's going to pull the trigger on a lot of things and rebuild that roster. But yeah, it's definitely encouraging to get the Wilpons out of there um, and bring Steve Cohen in to rejuvenate the Mets. And I think where the Mets have an advantage now more than all other teams in, you know, major league baseball is that Steve Cohen was not the owner of the Mets last year when every team lost a lot of money and a lot of revenue because of the coronavirus and because of like every, all the money they lost from no gate and all that kind of stuff. So cash, Steve Cohen was going to spend a lot of money anyway, this being his first off season as the Mets owner, and he wants to make a splash and make a good first impression on his fan base. But he even gets now even more of an advantage because he might be bidding by himself with a lot of teams trying to recoup some revenue that they lost. Was it you that told me that these owners are billionaires and it shouldn't matter whether or not they have a bad season? I'm. What's your point? Meaning that if they had – they lost all this money during the season. It shouldn't matter. They could still go well, after it shouldn't anyone. Matter, but it shouldn't matter. But to the billionaires, a lot of them will. Did you talk to them? Like, do we know that for a fact? Like, I don't... That's what you know that's going to happen. Why? Why? Because if that's, that's the case, the way it if, is. if that's the case, then you could just give the Mets every free agent right now. Because, first of all, he just spent how much money to get the Mets. So his pockets are a little less empty than they were. Second of all, um, if it was the case and, and owners weren't willing to spend the money, then every free agent who gets paid this year should just take a one-year deal because the whole market's going to be down. Because Steve Cohen isn't going to affect the entire Major League Baseball. I get that people are excited about Steve Cohen, but at the end of the day, you can't jump to conclusions until you've seen the Mets pro product on the field in the coming years. He said all the right things so far, um, but at the end of the day, 
it means nothing until you win baseball games, and he hasn't proven that yet. Not that he can or can't. I'm just saying he hasn't proven anything yet. I'm a cash there. I mean, look, I watched the presser. I got – I mean, obviously not a Mets fan, but it gets me excited because I do know people that are Mets fans. Nick, who's on the Caps on Sports podcast and Courts in Session, is a Mets fan. Um, he's been down on the team for a couple of years, and like a lot of Mets fans. And now with Steve Cohen back, I saw him interacting on Twitter with a bunch of fans. I was scrolling through his replies. Um, just one that really jumped out at me and something the Wilpons failed to do. And one of them was a, uh, I think it was a, a stadium uh, ticket checker who works at City Field. He said, it's like the best place to work, this, this, and that, tagged Steve Cohen and said, but I'm a Jets fan. We wear green. Um, that needs to change. Can you do something about it? And he said, thanks, I'll look into it. So just like little things like that where he is a Mets fan himself green? and wants Wait, to connect. What? Who wears green? The uh, Mets security people or the ticket checkers at um, City Field. I'm, I'm, I'm I think I missed why a piece. The Jets have so, anything to do with that? Because in the tweet, the ticket checker tweeted Steve Cohen and said, "The green is for the Jets. We wear green. Can you look into changing the color of our uniform?" And Steve Cohen said, "Yes, I'll look into it. This, this, okay. and that." Basically, saying, like, what do the Jets have? What do the Jets have to do with it, though? No, the tweet it was, in the was tweet. saying, "I'm a Jets fan. The Jets wear green, not the Mets. So me, as an employee of the Mets, shouldn't wear green." Oh, yeah. am I right? Am I right oh, there? Oh, yes. Oh, it's not oh. a huge detail, but like, I guess the whole <laughs> you point said of it. it. Yeah, no, I know. It's not. a. No, I mean, that makes sense. I just didn't understand it. I'm a little slow. It's part of the major story, but the whole, I guess the punchline of this entire story is Steve Cohen is already on Twitter interacting with Mets fans who are just like him. I mean, if you take it back two weeks ago, like, yeah, he was in the process of buying the Mets, but he was just another Mets fan with hopes of one day buying the Mets. And his chance happened to come a lot sooner than a lot of others. But he wants to connect with the fan base, and I think this is a huge thing to be excited about if you're a Mets fan or a Mets player or a prospective free agent wanting to play for the Mets. I think this is a big thing. I don't think it's going to happen immediately, but I think it's going to happen. So, And some I, Mets fans I talked to, I have a friend his named CJ, and he was never interested in the offseason because the Mets were never going to be in play for a Machado or a Harper or Corbin or Cole and all these big free agents have come and gone over the past five years. And now with Cohen, the Mets being a New York franchise have taken the rightful spot as one of those major players in major free agents. They won't get everyone. I agree with cash and Tyler when they say that they're not going to get everyone because that's just unrealistic. But the fact that they're going to be involved is something that, teams like the Yankees and the Red Sox and the Dodgers and the Phillies and all these other teams that get major free agents are going to have to worry about because the negotiations are just going to add one more team that wasn't there before. And if you think about it, and again, putting our biases as Yankees and Phillies fans aside, this is probably a better thing for major league baseball. Like baseball is better. And any sport really is better when the New York teams are good. Football is better when the giants and jets are good. If the jets ever are good. Uh, basketball is better when the Knicks and the Nets are good. Major market teams really drive all sports. And for the longest time, the Mets have been this kind of bottom-feeding, small market team in a large city, and they kind of lucked into that 2015 pennant. But now moving forward, the Mets are going to be not, you know, exactly what the Yankees have been for the last, you know, 40 years under the Steinbrenners, but they're going to be a team that people need to talk about when we get to this point of the year where we're talking about where major free agents are going. Because under the Wilpons, we would have never been talking about the Mets possibly getting a Bauer or a Springer or stealing Real Muto from the Phillies. That's something that would have been just impossible because the, the Wilpons never wanted to spend money and they were cheap. 
Now, and I'll have Scott take this because this is going to directly affect him because his, you know, catcher is a major free agent that the Mets are going to be looking at. Now it's a team that you got to be worried about. Yeah, absolutely. And, and you said it right there. They're just going to drive up the market on these guys. And yes, things might be a little bit down this year, but moving forwards, they're going to be a major player. And I am terrified. I've been saying it for months that JT Romuto is going to go there just because he wants that record deal. And right now, Cohen's probably the one guy that will do it because he wants to make a splash right away and show to the fans that we're here to play. Like we're going to be a threat. Um, I know JT, I mean, there's the report that JT doesn't really want to go to New York, but if the money is there, someone's going to, they're going to go. And they said that 10 years ago about CC Sabathia when he wanted to play out in Los Angeles with his, you know, where he's from and he wouldn't play in New York across the country. Money talks. And if you get that record contract offer, it doesn't matter. He'll play anywhere. He'll play on the moon for that contract. Absolutely. You know, we all would. If someone came at us and said, we're going to give you the best contract and, you know, for your position in the sport, anybody's going to take that for the most part. It's not a lot of people are going to turn down record setting money. Cash, we couldn't hear you. But unmute again. But Ty, <laughs> what, what Cash is going on. Steve Cohen is going to be a pain in our sides for a long time. No longer are the Mets this laughingstock team that can't afford major free agents when their market dictates that they should. Can you hear me now? Yes. Oh. Good. Uh, sorry, Ty. I didn't mean to cut you off. I wasn't talking. Oh. Glenn did ask you a question. I did ask you a question. Ty? <laughs> yes. This is great radio. Great, great, great podcast. What is going on here? Ty, well, I, asked, I asked you to just follow up on what Scott said about the Mets being relevant in negotiations now. Sorry. I thought you asked Cash. That's where this whole thing was a disconnect. <laughs> no, I, this, this, is, this is my fault, I'll admit. I was trying to signal Cash that he wasn't live and trying to ask you the question at the same time. Okay. That's where the disconnect was. So the question was, how will the Mets impact the free agent market, specifically JT Rio Milta? Um, I just butchered his name. I put like a little weird accent on that. That was weird. Um, all right. Yeah. So like I said before, I don't think that he's going to make a splash immediately. Cash, it's not funny. Um, but going forward for years to come, I think that, I mean, and going back to your point, Glenn, also about how it's, if New York is good, it's good for baseball. What I'm excited for is maybe it's going to force the Steinbrenners and the Yankees to go back to their older ways where, they have to throw money at these people and they have to really push the luxury tax, if not go over it um, to even compete cross town, let alone in their division. So I don't know. I would be scared if I were a Philly fan also back to the Rio Muto point. I, I think he's going to get him. That's one of his priorities he said, I got to get, a, I got to go out and get a catcher. So that's the catcher to get. Cash, anything to add on the Steve Cohen front? Uh, <laughs> I mean, there's so much I want to say. Cash just wants to call it relevant, but he knows he can't. So. I just everyone's got to relax. This is exciting, done. Cash. I mean, look, I, know. I, I, I felt the same way as not. you. I was like, all right, they're getting but a new how owner. About put yourself. Let's. How about you for like two seconds pretend you're a Mets fan? This is exciting for a Mets fan. Not saying it's not exciting for a Mets fan. All I'm saying is they're not going to compete tomorrow. Like at the end of the day, the Wilpons were bad. The Mets still have a culture problem, 
and they still have injury problems and they still I don't think they have a culture problem. I think I think this is an almost an immediate shift away well, from a bad culture. Here, here's the thing with what Cash is saying. Maybe Steve not Cohen is not coaching se, the team, but they the Steve Cohen before he gets guys to play for his team, he needs to put his ducks in order in terms of his front office. He cleared out everybody. He exactly. brought back Sandy Aldish, and he needs to decide if he wants Luis Rojas to continue his role as manager. I, I don't think so. Will. I don't think it's. I don't think I. I would be shocked if I Rojas feel like is if, I feel like he would have done so by now when they got rid of. Van Wagenen. No, I, mean, I, I think, I think it'll probably be a GM decision that'll come later. But I would be shocked if he doesn't have a full team of guys that he wants. Well, it can't be too much later because every good managerial candidate will be taken. That's what you think until time. you get a first-time guy. But I don't know. I don't know every single moment. guy that could be a commander. I don't know. You're right. You're right. Who but, knows? I mean, you know, you never know. I mean, you could be correct too. For all do, we know. Just manager-wise for the Mets, do you think Beltron would be in play? <laughs> He's I mean, never lost so. a game as a manager. I think it's pretty. It can't go unnoticed. I mean, I Hinch and Cora got jobs again, and we'll get back. Yeah. To, we'll get to that in a second. But Hinch and Cora got jobs. I feel like Beltron, based on what happened with them, would get a second chance somewhere. I would say so. You think he's the greatest manager of all time? And but he's, also ne- he's like, never won a game though, Cash. Okay, but that's that's thinking too positive. <laughs> he's never lost. <laughs> There's also guys, you know, like Buck Showalter and then like a bunch of million of other like you know, and there, there's a and guy there's a guy in the Yankee booth named David Cohn who's been very public that he wants to manage. John Flaherty as well wants to be a manager. Let him co-manage the Mets. I wouldn't be shocked if A-Rod wants to manage. He wanted to buy the Mets, you think he'll manage them? No. No, I think that I don't think he'd do that. He's salty the AF. So. Yeah, he's very upset. I also don't think he would undermine himself to manage he the loves team the Yankees or the guy that much. outbid him. He loves the Yankees too much. I don't think that's too much to ask to swallow your pride. If Steve Cohen, if you're A-Rod, A-Rod, Cohen, A-Rod though, Steve Cohen approaches you and says, I want you to manage the Mets. You think he doesn't think long and hard about that? Well, I think because he's has, embarrassed that he lost the bid and now he's going to work. I don't for the know guy if he's he necessarily him. embarrassed. I think that he is embarrassed. I think that A-Rod's got two words for Steve Cohen and it's not hello beautiful. You know what I'm saying? He's got I a mean, nice, he's got a nice cushy studio job too. For, he has yeah, such a good gig. Okay. I don't think like, Talk about like a, like in the NBA, Jeff Van Gundy, kind of like A Rod. Like they have such good gigs where they are. Why go back to the dugout or to the sideline? There's no stress with know. the TV job. It's easy. It's a couple times a week. Who knows? Who knows? But for right now, Luis Rojas is the manager of the Mets, and Steve Cohen yeah. is the owner. Also today, Mets news: Marcus Stroman who blocked Tyler on Twitter. I don't know why. Uh, <laughs> I truly don't know why. I don't understand Because you said it. he would be Sonny Gray. No, I didn't. See, look, you th- – this is the problem. This is why I'm blocked is because Marcus Stroman read the tweet the same way you did. It said – and I'll pull it up. How's that? Ready? Get ready. Take me two seconds. I have it. If the Yankees signed Marcus Stroman – I didn't say write his name. I tagged him. He'd be exactly the pitcher Sonny Gray was supposed to be in New York. Because when supposed. we – Hmm? Supposed to be is the key supposed, phrase there. Supposed to be. Sonny Gray was supposed phrase. to be good. Yeah, there was a lot of hype coming around him. When Maybe he, he misread it and doesn't want to deal with you. He could be illiterate. You know how I, – I, I don't want to go into this. <laughs> it's a soft move. It's a soft move. He's Are you a little upset? Edge. He's really got to be on edge for, about something if he's blocking me for He's that. very sensitive. Clearly. I gave him a because compliment. Because he attacked he the Yankees me. rotation for no reason. If you remember, All right, okay, because he was not the biggest fan. Go to the Yankees, and the Mets were the team that got him. I'm not the biggest fan of Marcus Stroman, but 
in that particular sequence of tweets where he said that aside from Cole, he might be the best Yankee pitcher. I don't completely disagree. I don't. And I feel like it's not that crazy. Well, he won't pitch for the Yankees this year because he signed an 18.9 qualifying offer with the Mets. Now you could say that that's good for the Mets that they got Stroman back because they traded Anthony Kay and other prospects for to Toronto for him. But you can also say that 18.9 million could be allocated somewhere else. And Stroman wouldn't have gotten that on the open market. So why even give him the qualifying offer? It is what it is. But in terms of qualifying offers, Gosman accepted it with the Giants. Stroman with the Mets. Um, Bauer rejected. DJ LeMahieu rejected. Real Muto rejected. Springer rejected. Am I missing anybody? I think that's it. That's it? So that means Bauer, DJ, Real Muto, Springer all join the free agent bunch. Of those players, which one is the most valuable? Which one does a franchise need to bring in? DJ LeMahieu. You're Real Muto. I, uh, I, I forgot J- who was in there. It's JT. It's JT. It's JT. I forgot he was in there. Just what, what he can do. Offen- he's the best offensive catcher in the game. He's Whoa. The Did you see like four of Gary Sanchez of at-bats this year? <laughs> I mean, he had a really good four at-bats. I wouldn't put it past them. He's the best def- he's, he's the best catcher in the game. There's no question about it. And he can run. Like the guys, he, he does everything. So he's definitely the most valuable I think DJ's right behind him for what he can do offensively and defensively. I just think it's a positional thing in terms of value. Yeah, the, the, I think. But what's catch- more valuable than a start a good starting pitcher? Catcher. Not much. And you especially the Cy Young Award winner in Trevor Bauer. Trevor Bauer. I've knocked Trevor Bauer before. You really? He, he was he was great this year, but he's fantastic. His career track record is it top-of-the-line starting pitcher. He's, he's pretty been, good. No, but been, to be fair, I mean, you can Garrett say Cole's. that. You can also say that about Garrett Cole. But Garrett yeah. Cole did it for two years in Houston. This is Bauer's second he, year, though, of, like, pretty good dominant performance. Okay, that's fine. I still don't believe in Trevor ba- – like, I don't think Trevor Bauer is Garrett Cole level. I, I think he's more of what the Phillies gave Zach Wheeler – Last offseason, money-wise. Oh, I think you got to find a happy medium there. No. Okay. I, I, I just <laughs> – I, I just – I can't stand the, the whole antics with Trevor. Like, I think there's just so much that goes with him. I just don't think he's worth it. I don't think he's – His vlogs are very positive. It's all positive, in my opinion. Except for when he's cutting his finger playing with drones before the that most important bad. start of that his career. He didn't do it this year, and he won the Cy Young. Oh, you win some, you lose some. What's whatever. Yeah. Who needs a Cy Young pitcher anyways? He has a YouTube channel. What team channel. needs not Bauer the most? <laughs> let, me, let me phrase that question. What team needs the Trevor – Trevor Bauer is like the Garrett Cole of this offseason in terms of the best starting pitcher available. What team needs Garrett, uh, Trevor Bauer the most? The Reds. Think the Reds? Ah, I do. I think that he kind of – I don't want to say put them on the map, but like – Every five days, like they had. I mean, they wouldn't have made the playoffs without him. They had one of the best rotations in baseball this year between him and and uh, the resurgence of Sonny Gray and uh, what's the other kid's name that I don't remember. He throws gas though. Luis Castillo. Yeah, that guy. He um the three of them had a very good season. Um, and I think the Reds are kind of right there. They're a young, up and coming team, and to lose him would suck. You know what I'm saying? 
I agree with you. I think a team like the Padres or White Sox could be involved. I think I, the White Sox, you put him in front of Giolito, all of a sudden you got a very devastating one-two. I think that could be a landing spot. And obviously the Padres, most exciting team, exciting young team at West in baseball, you put him with his old teammate in Cleveland, Mike Clevenger, that, that's a very dangerous team, even for the world champion Dodgers. Like the Dodgers, even though they won the World Series, if you add Bauer to the Padres, that's not a walk in the park in that division anymore. I wouldn't be surprised if the Dodgers went after Barry too. They go after everybody. So yeah, I why not? That'd be I, awesome. I think it's the Padres because they missed. They didn't have any pitching in the postseason because Clevenger went down. Paddock was down. This, he wasn't as good this year. Denelson Lamette was hurt in the postseason. Like they were missing that top starting pitcher for the postseason run. Uh, and of course, he's really good friends with Clevenger. So that that's probably. Right there. I mean, obviously, you said it before, the Mets are going to be a player involved in him. I like the White Sox, too. They, they were a team that went out and spent last year, so who knows if they're going to no, be wanting oops, to spend sorry. a lot again this year. But I like them as a potential landing spot. You know, I wouldn't be surprised if the Red Sox went after him, too. I mean, they need pitching bad, bad. And, they don't have uh, money, though. That's the problem. And if you're going to go out and pay Trevor Bauer $30 million, why didn't you Who doesn't have money? If the Red Sox didn't pay Mookie Betts $30 million a year, why are you going to go out and pay Trevor Bauer $30 million a year? I'm telling you something must have happened because the Red Sox have money. Well, they wanted to get out of the the J.D. Martinez contract. Which is probably – he was probably their best offensive player over the past couple years. Listen, I'm just saying I I do not – I think that something happened between the Red Sox front office and Mookie Betts. I really, truly believe that. I don't, I don't think they're just going to let our generational talent walk like that. We'll never know. How about the Angels and Bauer? The Angels need Trevor Bauer. I mean, yeah, there is, about an there's, there's no chance in this world that Trevor Bauer agrees to go to Los Angeles Angels of Anaheim. Why do you say that? Because he's all about the spotlight, and he's not going to get that there. It, but his whole thing, he's, he was in Cincinnati. <laughs> he did in Cincinnati. He was in Cleveland, Cincinnati. Now – you send him out to L.A. where he's now playing with Mike Trout and Anthony Rendon and Shohei Otani. His whole thing is he has his YouTube channel. He has all of his mediums of self-expression. So he's doing that on his own. It doesn't matter where he's situated. No, I, I don't thing. disagree with you, but I just think that this is his time to get into the limelight. Like, you know, he's been in Cleveland. He's been in Cincinnati, like two pretty lower-end market teams. He's got his opportunity to make a big splash. Like, I don't know if I agree with that. You don't have to agree with it. I'm just. But I think it is Los Angeles. Oh, well, it, it's, it's technically Anaheim, but you know it says Los Angeles on the on the jersey. All right. Well, understood. And it's like it says Tampa Bay on their jersey too, but they draw nobody. I mean, it's the same thing. It's. I don't know. I, I don't think the market good. is necessarily on his radar. Bauer will go wherever the most money's coming from. He doesn't care about where it is he'll, he'll do you go believe him when he is. says he's going to go somewhere that lets him pitch every four days instead of every five days no because nobody's going to do that if he it, wants to pitch every four days come to new york Please. but that that Maybe. messes up every other pitcher in your rotation that's, that's also true that's a such a, it's he, such a selfish move i it's think that's, all, I think that's only possible if he would be like the bona fide ace like there's nobody else that can challenge him for that you can't go to the yankees and do that because they're the angels you get first. it done I don't know. It just I think messes the Angels, with Even else. if it's not Bauer, the Angels need to do something. All right, you want my hot take of the, of the Go week? Go ahead. Bauer to the Marlins. 
to the Marlins. Okay. It, to be That's completely absurd. honest, it would Let not me surprise me. It wouldn't surprise Marlins. me. Why are you writing it down? We're recording a podcast, Glenn. Power. It's, for, it's just <laughs> a joke of it. Leave me alone. Um, Jeter is going to make a splash. He is not satisfied with making the playoffs for one season. Is that a pun? Splash and then the Marlins? No, but it, I wish I thought of that. Um, but, uh, no, I mean, Jeter's not going to be satisfied with just making the playoffs. I mean, Jeter's a born winner, and uh, he wants another ring on his finger. Um, so I think that Jeter's going to go out and do everything he can to, to get his fan base back in Miami. I don't know if they're ready to spend yet. That's the thing. And especially with the you way this Bauer season went. put Bauer with Sanchez back-to-back in that rotation. That's a pretty good rotation. It's a good one, too. You can go through all 30 teams – and with the exception of the Dodgers, and say that you need a guy like Trevor Bauer. He's just one of those pitchers. He's a Cy Young winner. What team wouldn't need Trevor Bauer? It's a serious question. Like, well, all I'm saying is that, is that the Marlins aren't spending a lot of money right now, so they're the team. It's not that they that, aren't. They don't have it. They reported a huge loss this year. They legitimately don't have it. I don't know. I mean, that, the owner has money. I mean, ask Glenn. Every he counts all their money. Uh, every owner has billions. I'm actually of dollars. the accountant for all 30 major league baseball. Owners. There you go. That's what I'm. Saying. Oh, so you must be good so, at math. I'm very good. <laughs> very good at math. I got a C plus in my freshman year math class. That's the only math I needed to take. These get degrees, or is it D's? Right. I don't know. I don't know how it works. So we discussed Bauer. We discussed Romuto. Let's move to DJ. How imperative is it? For the Yankees to get DJ. And do you see a situation where the Yankees don't get him back? I think that it's more likely they don't sign him. Really? Yeah. Tell me why. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. Like, I, I just think I'm that – feeling, too. I really if Cashman was going to re-sign him, he would have done it already. And I, I got to be honest with you, I'm not sure how I would – I would not react positively at all if they do not re-sign DJ LeMayu. That's a very nice I don't, way of I don't think anybody will. I, for every sense that I get from every Yankee fan out there in the world is that if DJ LeMahieu is not on that team next year, it's going to be an out like an uprising amongst the fans. Like it would be to the point where like I'm not sure I'd want to watch the team anymore. Is there a level that you won't go if you're the Yankees in terms of years or money? I, mean, I think yeah, you got to hand him a blank check. No, yeah. I mean, okay, it's all fun and games to say blank check, but, like, realistically, he's, what, 30 years old? Two. He's 32. Give yeah. him a four-year deal. I mean, the dude just hit – Do you think they're hesitant to go to the fourth year, though? That's the, Probably. I, think that's the I would be. Third year with an option. They – how old Aaron Hicks? He's 30. They gave him a seven-year deal at 30. Yeah, and I thought that was stupid, but that's okay, not even so, comparable. That's not but, even close. Why? Because Aaron Hicks is a, only ten million. A year. Aaron Hicks is a big swinger at 34, 35, 36 years old. You can probably still poke it like DJ can. That's my point. I mean, no, I see your point completely. I would love to have him for three more years, four more I'm years. Saying but four, oh, oh, from the Yankees' perspective, when you're trying to sign a 32-year-old, I mean, you're very hesitant to go. I don't care who he is at 32, but you're going to tie. All I'm saying is, if 15, you, 20 if million dollars to pay this for, guy over the last two years of his career. It's not necessarily a good move. That's the thing. Forget age. Right? Well, you're going to do that with Stan for the last 10 years of his career, but exactly, you can't just if, keep tying money up. If you're Let's think baseball for a second. You know, the Yankees struggled to hit um, for average, and they need a guy like DJ Lehu. And it just so happens they had a guy like that all season for the last two years. And the fact that they haven't tied him up yet, to me, no It's only been 10 days. No, but you've had him on your team. Extensions exist. That's the thing. That's that's the fishy part. That's fair. That's fair. 
The same reason why I think that Romuto won't resign with the Phillies is because if he would have, he would have done it already. Or if they, I should phrase it, if they would have signed him, they would have done it already. Yeah, I, I agree. And I, I, I just think DJ is a guy who's proven that he's going to be on the field every single day. He, he doesn't miss time. He's been a silver slugger every single year since 2000. Oh, he's won the last two. Sorry, I was looking at his baseball reference. It's all broken up. So he's won the silver slugger the last two years. Was a top five MVP candidate last year. Like, the guy is phenomenal. Like, I, I just don't see a situation where the Yankees can let him go because they have so many questions about guys staying on the field. He's a guy that's been there every single day for them can play first base, second base, third base. You could put him at shortstop if you had to. You're not going to, but you can. I just – the guy hits. He hits – what's he, a career – what's his career average now? He's – Probably like 298 maybe, 305 right around there. It's got to be 309 is my guess. He's a career 305 hitter. Oh. Like, there you go. You need, that, you need that guy in your lineup. I – it would just be shocking if they let him go. It'd be a huge hole in the lineup. Who can replace him? Tyler nobody. Wade? Nobody. No. No, but okay, so the other, I guess, part of this would be if they're not re signing DJ LeMahieu, I think it's, I don't think it's because they couldn't come to terms. I think it's because, I mean, I guess this is going against what I was saying before because I, we truly don't know. But I think the only reason you don't attempt to get DJ LeMahieu back is if you are finally offloading pieces and getting Lindor in the trade from Cleveland. Mm-hmm. I mean, I was just going to say that I was just going to bring no Lindor other explanation. There, there's I mean, no there's other guys. Um, I, I've read that the Yankees have contacted uh, Angelton Simmons. Um, Tommy LaSalle is out there, but if it's not when, if it's not LeMahieu, the only thing that's going to satisfy Yankee fans and make them feel better would be Lindor. I wouldn't mind Angelton. And Simmons. then we get into the conversation of who would you give up for Lindor? I mean, does does a Lindor trade get done without Glaber? I don't know. I would hope so. Do they want Clint Frazier back? <laughs> like, I, Cash, I want him to eyes. play, but at some point you got to do something. How, I don't know. How many times are the Yankees going to make this huge splash trade um, that just doesn't work out. Yeah, I don't. Well, nobody's I don't think saying they're, nobody's saying they're going to do it. We're just hypothetical. What I'm saying is that you need LeMay, you need Lemayu. That dude was an automatic multi-hit dude every night. There's no. I'm sorry. There is no one comparable in the league to DJ Lemayu. I would not rather anyone else in my lineup. I'm not saying he's the best player in baseball, but what I'm saying is that he's the best hitter in baseball, and I think that. You need that average guy, and they don't have any of them. And we don't know if Lindor is going to hit for average here. We don't know if he's going to hit for homers here. We don't, we don't know anything. And you're probably going to have to give up someone of high value, like maybe Gleyber Torres, because you're not going to get him for free. The Indians yeah, are I, I wouldn't, yeah, but at that point, Gleber. you don't do it. I wouldn't trade him. Obviously, but are you taking that risk and not sign LeMahieu? I think oh, no. the priority is to sign LeMahieu. But you need to be, because he is a free agent, and he's free to go with any other team he wants to. You need to have that backup plan in place in case it goes wrong. Because at the end of the day, Lindor has – I don't the, agree with you. I do not agree with you. What do you Lindor has all the uh, – what's the word I'm looking for? 
struggling with the word, but Lindor has, I mean, uh, LeMay, who has the say that has the wherewithal to say no to the Yankees offer. I don't agree with you. He's Why? been here for two years. He's made it very clear that he's enjoyed his time here. If the Yankees want him, they can go get him. Bottom line. Bottom line. But if another he's team not gonna blows say... them out of the water, then you're not getting him. Glenn, they would really have to get blown out of the water. Who knows? Like, they, they, like they'd have to get beat out by multi, 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 multi millions of dollars. Leverage. Leverage is the word I'm looking for. I got it. What Mayhew has all the about? leverage in this situation. 100%. Yeah, but the Yankees have to match it. I, I, I mean, I, I think I, this shouldn't even be a conversation. I know it I'm, shouldn't I'm be a conversation, but, you know, we've seen it before as Yankee fans. You know, That's eight, my years point. Ago, eight years ago, they let Cano walk. Oh, Everybody said different. the same things about Cano. You got to bring Cano back. He's the best player on the team. He's the best hitter on the team. They let him go. That was different. He got the 10-year contract he wanted. Listen, if someone else is going to go give LeMahieu a 10-year contract, God bless him. I'm not, I, we're not giving him a 10-year contract. It needs Robbie to, Cano's done on that 10-year contract. He's nothing. sat on it and collected a paycheck, essentially. So my point is, if someone else is going to give LeMahieu all that money, fine. Best of luck to DJ. Thank you for all you did. But <laughs> if the, the Yankees need to give him an offer that really he can't refuse. I agree. I and agree like I said, if they were going to do that, they would have already done that. So you think we're SOL, essentially? Yeah, and I think that there's going to be a huge rant. Okay, how about this, Cash? Mic? How about what you say happens and DJ leaves, and then they sign Didi? You happy then? No. Are you feel better, at least? Do I feel better? I love Didi. He could be my favorite player in baseball, but DJ May, you hit like 315 this year. The problem with that is you now are playing with Glaber and not le- a guy that's already not comfortable at shortstop. Glaber has a longer leash than Didi does on far, like, as far as career length goes. You're now taking Glaber, who is a second baseman, came over to play shortstop now, his first year, struggled a little bit. You're going to sign a shortstop, move Glaber back to second. Didi's going to have, what, two years left? Probably in a Yankee uniform, maybe one. I don't know. So what are you do with Lindor? That's a different story because Lindor is younger and has also a longer leash. Didi's like How 32 years old as well. How old is Lindor? Do we know? I think he's like 28 at this point. 20, 26. 26. That's pretty young. Oh, that's even better. He turns uh, 27 on uh, what's the on Saturday he turns 27. Oh, happy there birthday. I guess point being is you're not going to keep playing with Glaber and where he's in the field and stunting his defensive development at shortstop for another year or two of Didi Gregorius. When no, I think at when, that point, at that point, you give up of Glaber at short and you put him at second. And then when Didi is gone, you go and get another shortstop. I, look, it's an option, but I'm saying if you're going to pay the money to get Didi, which I think he's going to command like $15 million, maybe somewhere in the ballpark of 10 to 15, pay the extra five and go get DJ, pay the extra seven and go get DJ. That's where you need to make the decision. I would not be happy with that. It's a downgrade. And you know what? The other thing is there's a very high possibility that DJ just tells the Yankees to fuck off. That's what I, I was I would just be saying. Pissed. I mean, Didi. I, I mean, Didi. I mean, Didi went on WFAN and said, I don't think they want me back. But originally, you mean, or this year? No, this year. It was like No, it went on like a couple weeks ago. I didn't see that. But they, he said that last year, too. And he said that, you know, they didn't call me. 
He said, I wanted to come back, and they didn't call me. Yeah, they didn't because they were so focused on Cole. Stupid. You can't focus on more than one guy? So, I don't so, think they wanted him back because they, they also had a chance after Cole to sign Patances, and they didn't do it. So I don't think Didi was ever coming back. So I'm looking at I'm looking at Spotrack, which tracks contracts and stuff like that. They have DJ averaged at his market value at being twenty two point eight million. I feel like that's um, fair. And, three years, sixty six million dollars. I do that. Yeah, so that's what that's what they're saying. He's essentially going to get. And there's they have uh, DD at I mean it's thirteen and a half at ten point three million. Wow, is, is that's his low. market value. I think that's a little low for DD. So, but you paid Brett Gardner ten million. I, I think I'd rather pay a little extra money to have LeMahieu. Oh, absolutely for sure. Uh, so I just, I was just sent this tweet um, that was posted about fifteen minutes ago uh, by a guy named Brandon Cootie, reporter for NewJersey.com, and he covers yeah, the Yankees. He's the Yankees guy. Um, Trevor, and he tweets this. Trevor Bauer said he has a quote ton of respect. Uh, end quote for Yankees pitching coach Matt Blake, who worked in player development with minor leaguers when they were together with the Indians. And the quote from Bauer is, I just haven't had a chance to work with him really on a day-to-day basis any time in the past. So perhaps sometime in the future, that would be a reality. Yep. I mean, I definitely wouldn't be upset. I'll tell you that. <laughs> It'd be awesome. That, I, that I, would I, would, be... I would love that. I would love Trevor Bauer and Prince Stripes. I'm teetering right now on the edge, and I don't want to harp on Yankee stuff for too long because I know we have other stuff to get to. But I'm like teetering on the edge of losing faith in Brian Cashman. I was just going to say that Yankee front office. This is a that would reel me all the way back. This is a make or break offseason for Brian Cashman and the the Yankees front office. You need to sign Lemayhu. Bringing uh, a Bauer would be great, and you need more in that bullpen as well. And as of now, they don't have any of that. So, I agree. The bullpen is definitely something they need to address. They Britain came back. He accepted the um, qualifying offer, or he accepted mm-hmm. his option. Whatever the one of the two. I don't. I don't remember exactly. He's back. That's all that matters. Um, but he's back. Um, Chapman. Who knows? As time goes on, what that fastball is going to look like. Ottavino has completely been a disaster contract. I don't think that's any up for debate anymore. Chad Green is always solid. But other than that, without Canely, who is now not on – who got non-tendered or released or whatever it was. No, he asked to be released. Oh, he asked yeah, to be they, released. They tried to, they tried to option him to AAA while he was rehabbing uh, for a Tommy John, and he said just – Well, you know, more of the story, him. he wasn't going to be back anyway this year. Now it's after Britton, Chapman, and Green. Then you got, like, Lil Weizica. You have, you know, Sessa. I don't trust those guys in big spots. Uh, who are the I mean, big relievers out there? Liam Hendricks is out there. Liam Hendricks, Kirby Yates, Ken Giles, Blake Trinan, uh, Alex Colomay. And the Yankees have been linked to uh, Cash's favorite player in baseball, Josh Hader, in the past. Uh, I, I think that's uh, a waste I, at this point. He's, ex- he's expendable for the Brewers at this point with Devin Williams. Would it cost them much? I, I think it would cost – it would cost something, but I think his his it value. It would cost a top fifteen, top twenty prospect or two. Yeah, oh, well, abs- you look back absolutely. to the Chapman trade. We got Glaber. That's the gold standard for reliever trades now. That set has the market to be. for the rest of that set the market for the rest of time. Yeah, like if you're saying like for us to trade you, hater, you have to send us like Clint Frazier. Like, or like I don't a think Jason that's Dominguez a Dominguez kind of thing. 
yeah, like that's a big ask. I don't know yeah. if we're in the – especially with the free agent class and relievers that we have this year, I, I don't think it's worth that at all. If you're going to go make a trade, do it somewhere else. Put it – make it in the starting rotation. Make it for like a catcher, dare I say it. Yeah. Let's let's move more into Lindor, but from a non-Yankee perspective. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it, it's a shame that the Indians aren't going to be able to afford him. That just seems to be the way that organization rolls. Um, with not signing guys, not signing a Kluber, not signing a Bauer, letting people go, and then Lindor's going to be the next guy. Not the Yankees. Let's make the assumption that DJ's back and that swashes the Lindor kind of rumor. What team do you think needs Lindor the most? Which team do you expect Lindor to possibly get traded to? Oh, oh that's two different questions. It is. Okay. Yeah, you're right. You're right. I apologize. So who do I think needs him the Where most? Where do you think Lindor's best fit is? How about that? Honestly, go ahead. Cleveland. Cleveland. I, I, I he's not. It's, he's not saying though. It's inevitable. They're not going to pay him. I just. I know, but I think it's so stupid that they're letting him walk. They're a smaller market team, right? And they're letting their star guy walk. He brought them to a World Series. I just think it's so idiotic that they're letting him walk. You so gotta I get, think you got to get something for him, though. I don't disagree. I think you need to pay him. They're not, though. They're I know owned, that. They're, they're owned I, by a Dolan. No, I get that. I'm just saying that's what I think they should do. Okay. I think your, your thought process is right, but it, it's just not going to happen. No, I, I realize that. And, you know, my other point is I think that uh, I would not be surprised to see Steve Cohen make a bid on Lindor and give up too much because he wants that big name. And I think he, you can overpay in that spot to get a 26, 27-year-old shortstop. You, and now the Mets would be able to afford to keep him. And, and you, could, you could trade – the Mets could trade a guy like Ahmed Rosario who's kind of overstayed his welcome in, in New York. But for Cleveland, that's a guy that they probably would be interested in because he is a major leaguer. He's – He's shown flashes at times, so like they could. I think a Mets deal would need to start with a Dom Smith kind of guy. So the the interesting thing is with the Mets is if the National League doesn't keep the DH this year, they are going to have to trade Dom Smith or Pete Alonso or Pete Alonso. And Dom Smith is the guy to trade there because he had the better year. He's got you capitalize on his value right now. And you you ship him off. It's also a hard sell to trade Alonzo, even though I don't it might think be the they're going to trade. I don't think they're going to get rid of the DH though. They are. They're, they it's are. very much in conversation that the DH is getting eliminated in the national. Really? League. Yeah. That's I don't. I don't know why. At the beginning of the year, you guys know I was not on board with it. After watching sixty games, baseball is just so much better with the DH. So that needs to say. But to answer Glenn's question about where Lindor should go. I mean, we keep saying the angels need to make a splash. I don't know what they have to trade, but. They don't have anything to trade. They're losing Andrelton Simmons. They have a hole there at shortstop. Like, I don't, I don't know if that's even logical, but I just don't know. Cause the teams that I was seeing JP Morosi was saying it was the Yankees, the Phillies, the blue Jays, which I thought was weird since they had Bichette, um, the Mets. And there's one more team. I forget who it was. I like the Cardinals move. 
And that was the Cardinals was the other team that were like Cardinals need some offense. Absolutely. Yeah, I what, think that'd be super interesting. What kind of package what what would a Phillies package look like, Scott, out of curiosity? Uh Bryson Stott, shortstop prospect who they took in the first round last year or two years ago. I think Alec Bohm and Spencer Howard are are off limits because they're going to be huge contributors in the big leagues this year. Uh, I don't know. Maybe you trade the kid that you just drafted in the first round, Mick Cabell. Um, I think. Are you the, willing to do any of this? Yeah. Oh, I would. I would be a thousand percent as long as Alec Bohm and Spencer Howard weren't involved. I would be a thousand percent on board with with getting DJ or sorry, uh, Francisco Lindor. Um, he's one of the best shortstops in the game. I think he's forgotten about too, being in Cleveland. I think uh, it needs to be said that he did have a down year. He had a down year, but he hit two fifty eight in a down year. Like, is that all that bad? He played all sixty games this year, which is nice to see. He's got power. He plays good defense. He's he's a very good player. I think – I wonder if this will be the first kind of war between a National League East team and the Mets in the Steve Cohen era because if the Phillies are getting these rumblings that Frankie Lindor is on his way to the Mets, I wonder if the Phillies kind of say, oh, no, well, we need to get on in this so they, they don't get him. So they, sort of deal. They did with JT Romuto. Like, it was – everything that we were hearing when JT was getting traded was he's going to the Mets, it's going to be for Syndergaard. Um, that's that's the play. And then all of a sudden, the Phillies came in and they gave up Sixto Sanchez, their top pitching prospect, and Jorge Alfaro, their top catching prospect, to get him. Um, so, yeah, they, they could certainly jump in. Um, they have they have some guys that they might be able to, to offload. As I said, I, I would do it in a heartbeat. He's a switch-hitting shortstop with power. Like It's hard to turn that down. Be interesting to see what happens with Lindor. Obviously, at his best, the best shortstop in baseball by far. Um, big shorts. Also, something to remember: big shortstop class next year. So, whatever team doesn't get Lindor this year, will have you know Correa and Story and all these guys available next year. Hear me out. Can, that- can I throw one quick little wrench go on, go in on. the tires? Go ahead. Tampa Bay Rays, Francisco Lindor. What if they decide, tough. hey, we that's want to spend some because money? because they won't sign him. Yeah, yeah but you don't know that. What if they what just – I mean, I, I'm pretty sure. What if they all of a sudden decide, hey, we made the World Series. This is our time. Let's go get Lindor, pay him the money. Do they have the money? Do. I'm sure they do. Dude, they have such a low payroll, like a ridiculously low payroll. They would probably pay that's... Lindor more money than they paid their entire payroll. It's not like these teams have nothing, man. Like – they're choosing not to spend. I don't see. They that would have happening. to extend him immediately because if you get into a bidding war next winter, it won't. Happen. Oh, then you're screwed for sure. Yeah. So that shortstop class next year is insane. It's Lindor, Story, Seager, Baez, Javi Baez, and Carlos Correa are all free yeah. agents next year. Are you really? I don't know. Are you really about to go sign a Lindor for this mega extension if you didn't sign a guy like Longoria? Like he was, he was the franchise. franchise. He was the franchise. Yeah, that's why. That's why it would never happen. 
They, and also, it's just not I, in their DNA. They do have, so many things well that they don't need to do that. They have they have Wander Franco, who's ready to be in the big leagues next year. That's another good point. At 19 right. years old. I digress. Let's move on to managers, more specifically the newly reinstated managers that got jobs immediately after getting suspended for a year. Hinch goes to the Tigers. Core goes back to the Red Sox. Now, you could make the argument that they didn't get enough of a punishment. They get back but they get back immediately, but the punishment was the punishment. They did their time. But do you still think in terms of the Red Sox and the Tigers organizationally, that this is a bad message? I feel I'm trying to articulate this well, but do you think it sends a bad message to MLB that these guys got hired immediately and didn't kind of, you know, wait around for a couple more years before they got jobs again? I mean, I'm, I'm personally not surprised. Like I, I mean, at least with the Red Sox case, I'm not surprised that they stooped that low to bring back that same exact guy. Um, and as for the Tigers, I'm also not surprised because they're in a really bad, desperate spot right now. And I feel like that's a move they had to make. It's a really talented manager with like a tainted reputation. And I feel like that's a guy that you bring in there to kind of begin the turnaround and really get back to kind of where you were when you had Verlander, Porcello and Scherzer in your rotation just like stacking the team. Yeah. And, and they, the Tigers know AJ Hinch. He was a player there. So they have, they already have a relationship. Um, they also know that AJ Hinch is a guy that can kind of see a team through bad times. AJ Hinch was the manager at, at the tail end of those hundred loss seasons for the Astros. And then, I mean, cheating. Yes. But got them to world series in prominence. So the guy knows what he's doing. Um, and yeah, the the Cora thing was was kind of inevitable. We kind of all saw it when he got fired last year. It was like he's just going to be gone for the year because they only named they named uh, Renicky. Renicky, he was only the interim manager, so we kind of knew it was going to happen. Cora did seem somewhat apologetic during his intro. He said he deserved what he he got. Um, yeah, it, I. I I, I, there was there was never any punishment really ever given out to anybody. So like, why would we expect anything to be different for those? I have a question. Involved? I have a question. When A Rod got suspended for steroids, and then he came, he went and played Boston at Fenway, and they threw at his head a couple times. I believe it was Ryan Dempster who threw at his head a couple times. Uh, the Red Sox were okay with that because he cheated, right? You see where I'm going here? And now yep. they bring back a guy who cheated, right? Just curious about that. That wasn't, that wasn't a question. Question mark. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I'm just. No, but frauds. elaborate. Like, how do you, how do you feel? I, I, I just think that, that this happens. I just think it's, it's pathetic that these guys turned around and I don't know, eight months later, they get jobs, and, and, and we have a full season. And we have games. we have a guy like Pete Rose who can't even get elected in the Hall of Fame after he bet on himself. It's not like he bet against his team and threw games. He bet on himself. Uh, greatest hitter of all time, possibly. It seems that baseball has this tendency to pick and choose who gets completely vilified by. I truly the believe that Rob Manfred does not know what he's doing. And we didn't talk about this, but did you see how we presented Mookie Betts with the the 
World Series MVP? I mean, I mean, Seager? He was a little, little out. Did you see him when he raised the, when he drunk. gave the trophy to the owner of the Dodgers? Like he, he got booed. He seemed to be clustered by getting booed so much. He's so stupid. <laughs> yeah. I would say I feel bad for him, but I don't. You know, the kind of kind of thing. Who um, do you think benefits more from the manager or core with the Red Sox, Hinch with the Tigers? Who's going to be more successful? Because both teams are rebuilding. It's pretty – I mean, it's it's a good question, and I think it's I think it's going to be Hinch in the long run. Um, depending on how long he stays there, I just feel like the Red Sox are – they're, really, they're really dysfunctional, I guess. I mean, from the front office all the way down at this point, like they're in the middle of scandals. They just let their superstar right fielder walk or center fielder, wherever you want to play them. The guy can play anywhere. Um, uh, just, they're just in a really weird time right now that they haven't been in a while. And uh, I, don't, I don't think Cora can get out of it. I think Hinch, if he can clear his name and kind of stop bringing that into the limelight, I feel like the Tigers will be able to kind of turn that around a lot quicker. And, and the Tigers took some positive steps forwards this year. They, they weren't as bad as we all thought they were going to be. For sure. Uh, they got the opportunity to play a lot of their young guys this year. And I think they, they got the chance to see that they do have some players. They had the first overall pick this past year. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. what. Just I just I didn't expect the Red Sox to be as bad as they were this year. And, yes, they obviously had some injuries and were missing guys. But they just, they just seem so, just as Ty said, dysfunctional right now. Um, their, their ownership group is more concerned about saving money than putting the money into that franchise where it doesn't matter. Like that stadium sells out. Like the fans are there all the time. Like they shouldn't be concerned about, you know, how much it's going to cost them to put out a good product. I, I just, I think Hinch is a better manager too. He's proven. I mean, Cora, obviously he has the one year and won the world series, but Hinch is, it just has a better track record as of right now. So I, I would say Hinch long-term is better in Detroit. Cash, what do you think, Cora or Hinch? Uh, I don't I hate them both. I, I think they both suck. Listen, I'm going to say the same thing that I said about the Astros this year. If you could prove to me that you can win without cheating, then I'll give you credit. But until then, in my eyes, they have no credit. That's fair. You have every right to feel that way. Um, one more thing before we go. Kind of news in baseball that kind of, in my opinion, got you know kind of thrown out there. People wanted an answer, and the baseball just gave it to them. Uh, Turner's on-field celebration with the COVID and all that kind of stuff. MLB said in a statement that, you know, they were – Obviously, Turner broke the rules, but they're not going to do anything because, you know, themselves were complicit by allowing it. We cool or we not cool with that? I think they handled it okay. They finally took responsibility for something. Um, so that was a good step in the right direction. Um, other than that, yeah, I mean, I feel like there's not much more you can do about it. I feel like nothing else came – I mean, we're how many weeks removed right now, and there haven't been any, like, crazy well, outrages – a few Dodgers and a family member got COVID. 
Yeah, but I'm saying it, like it. So we're gonna dive back into this again, kind of. No, we like, don't need to. We don't need no, to. No, 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 no. It's fine. I, I'm not. I don't have a strong opinion on it necessarily, but nothing major happened. Like it wasn't fatal to any parties involved. Um, a lot of people do get over it, and nothing happened. Nothing will happen. Knock on wood. Um, so I feel like it was an unfortunate situation. It was a scary situation, I guess, and blown up. Um, all the spotlight was on Justin Turner, but I feel like we're good now. So I'm going to put it squarely on the MLB because they were in a bubble for, what, six weeks, and they had a guy test positive, and the NBA was in the bubble for over 100 days, and not one person, not one person, not one staff member tested positive. Now let me add to that. Now what's the difference between those two situations? The NBA is a well-run organization. No, well, yes. Baseball decided to have fans in the World Series and LCS. I'm I mean, that's sure that, possibly I, I, how Turner could have gotten it. I, I find it really hard to believe. I don't know. Well, he I, got it from somewhere. Hotel attendant, something. All I'm saying you know, I don't is think it was a MLB fan. is not well run. And, and I'm going to be honest with you that we sit and we watch baseball. We watch MLB baseball because we love the sport. But Major League Baseball as a league sucks. And they're not well run. They're, they have a horrible leader. Yeah, they had and, an award show the same night as election night. And, and it's just – you just had to throw that in there. You just – you couldn't – you had to throw it in there. But you're right. I mean, they, um, they're they just very poorly run, and it's a bad business, and it needs to change quick. Scott, you got the final word on this. Yeah, uh, I, I think Ty said it right. It was, it was a weird situation. It was a bad situation, but nothing happened really long-term. The season was over, like – they all went home. Everyone survived. But I also like what Cash said. You know, they're just a poorly run sport right now. Manfred's just doesn't have any idea what's going on at the top. And it trickles down. Um, but, yeah, that's that's how I feel about it. The season's over. Like, nothing really came of it. And that's it. That's yeah. all I got. At the end of the day, it doesn't change the scenario, the uh, result that the yes. Dodgers did win the World Series. Which Cash, true. you weren't there, you weren't here for the last, um, for when we recap the World Series. You were at work, so you can have the last word, I guess, of the episode if you have anything to say about the Dodgers Rays series because you didn't have a chance two weeks ago. Really happy for Kershaw. Uh, that guy really he deserved a ring. He pitched really well the whole series, um, and I am so. Happy that Kevin Cash blew that series, man. Let me tell oh you. God. That was awesome. Uh, what manager of the year? He did. Oh, that was awesome. It, it made my heart so happy. It made my wallet even happier. But um, shout out, Kevin Cash. You fucking suck. And with that, that will be it of this episode of Base okay. Hitball 4. We're going to continue the podcast throughout the winter, throughout the hot stove season, right into spring training. And we're just going to keep it going, keep it going, keep it going. Um, news and notes, the winter meetings will be virtual this year, which sucks because I like watching that. But I digress. Anytime there's breaking news, we're going to talk about it here. So stick with us all winter. For Scott Roswald, Alex Cashman, Tyler Boomstick, my name is Glenn Negris. Thanks for listening to Base Hit Ball 4, presented by Caps On, and we'll see you on the next episode.